Long Beach Sermons, visit us at citychurchlongbeach.org. Pastors here at City Church of Long Beach, uh, where we are a radically welcoming community on the journey towards Jesus, joining him in the renewal of all things. And uh, we are particularly missing, at least I am this morning, our other co-pastor, Brenna Rubio, who's on her mini sabbatical, which is really great. She's, I believe, in Alaska right now, so which is a pretty great place to be. So with her family and taking some time off, which is a really good thing. So we are starting a new series uh, right now, and our series is called Rest and Refocus. Just trying to think a little bit about the summer. And a lot of us have gone pretty hard, um, maybe for a couple of years. Maybe we haven't done a lot of resting and refocusing, but we're going to work on that. So, uh, And so one of the things we like to do around City Church is we like to pray for our kiddos. And so Rebecca Martinek-Williams is going to, she's on our board. If you would welcome Rebecca, she's going to pray over our kids. And then our kids go and have fun with Rebecca and her team. Yeah, pray hard. Uh, God, thank you so much for our kids. Thank you for what they teach us and what they show us, God. I pray that uh, during the summer you would protect them, uh, help us to, to spend some great quality time with them, God, and we, uh, we just pray that they would be blessed today. In your name, amen. Amen. Thanks so much, kiddos. Uh, if you want, you don't have to, but if you'd like, you can go with Rebecca uh, and her team out for some snacks and crafts and uh, games on the playground. Should be fun. Nice to have kids. Jason Sexton, ha helping with the kids. I love that. That is fantastic. Um, so... This, uh, this sermon series is on rest and reflection, and uh, I read a, a statistic today from, I think it was some magazine or online something that said 54% of Americans come back from vacation tired. You know, it's like we, we, have, we, we have good ideas about resting, but we actually, we're not very good at it. We just, we don't do it much. And so today, um, we're we're going to preach, well, I'm going to preach out of this psalm, this old prayer uh, from the Bible. And it, it's kind of an invitation to rest, an invitation to slow down. So uh, it, it's pretty simple. So the, this, this psalm, or it's a, they, they would sing these in the Hebrew. Um, and they would, so as they would sing these, the, the idea was to kind of sing over people and allow them to like, oh, just kind of get into it a little bit. I think Justin's going to sing a song. I don't, did you write the song that you're going to sing for communion? No. Okay. You stole it from somebody. It's good. Yeah. It's kind of what I do with all my stuff. So it's cool. Um, but to be sung over, right? Uh, and so this psalm is, it's a kind of, you just let it wash over you. So we're going to read the whole thing. Anna Martinez, if you want to come on up, you can welcome Anna as she reads scripture for us today. Um, and, and you'll notice there, it's, so it's kind of long, but uh, it's really beautiful. It'll be on, it'll be on the screen. Um, and it's, there are kind of some ebbs and flows to it. 
And so just let yourself kind of be carried along um, as, as Anna reads uh, this psalm. So it's Psalm 46, and typically we stand. Uh, if you're on Zoom, welcome friends on Zoom. You don't have to stand uh, if you're, you know, in your living room. That, know, if you want to, feel free. Yeah, yeah, sure. From that book right there. Boom. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her she will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar, kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice, the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us, the God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. The word of the Lord. People of God, this is the word of God. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's right. You'll get it right one time. Right. Yeah, every church, they have their own magic words that they have to say, right? So, um, Thanks so much, Anna. That was awesome. And uh, so I wanted to start off thinking a little bit about this psalm and who it's written by. So it says at the, at the very top, sometimes they have like a little tagline. And this says it's for the director of music from the Sons of Korah according to Alamoth, which probably is some like tune that they knew or something. And it's, it's written by the sons of Korah. And I was thinking a little bit about City Church and, and who we are and this idea of rest and, and this, this theme that we're going to talk about today about being still and knowing that God is God. And and, and our little church, you know, we, we have folks from all over the spiritual spectrum. Right, a lot of different um, religious histories walk in here. A lot of people have had uh, difficult experiences with religion. Um, particularly, a large number of us have had bad experiences with the church, and and so I just I want to. It, it just struck me that it'd be helpful to understand the context that that this song is is written out of. So as we lean into scripture, I think there's an invitation for us to feel a little bit more freedom to be just who we are, whatever our story is, whatever the, the pain in our past is, or maybe it's all been good, that's fine too. So it's written by the sons of Korah. And that's a, it, it's kind of a, you, you, we don't notice this because like, I don't know, who's Korah? We don't, we don't think about it, but it's, it's actually kind of ironic. And I think it's intentionally ironic because Korah 
uh, was a very famous person back in these days. Kura was perhaps the biggest heretic that the nation of Israel had ever known. Right? Total heretic. And uh, at one point after Korah's biggest heresy, um, the earth opens up and swallows him whole. Oh, that's nice. And so, so these people who are writing this worship song are naming themselves, we're the sons of Korah. <laughs> like, we're not afraid to associate with someone who yeah, maybe there's, some of their ideas are a little off. And in some ways, they're reclaiming. They're reclaiming a name to show, no, there's good here. There's good in everything, if you look closely. And we're going to live into that. I, a number of friends, um, particularly younger generations, um, of gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender people will call themselves queer. Reclaiming an insult, right? And saying, no, there's actually, we do think of ourselves as queer because we are queering the world. We're helping the world look from a different angle, right? And if you've read queer theology, you know that it's theology that says, hold on. Why are all the lines so neat and clear? If we queer our theology, it might help us understand Jesus better. Jesus who is fully God and fully human. That's not normal, right? That's, it's, there's a queering of theology. Jesus queers theology. But the idea that God is three persons, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And, and so what, what the sons of Korah are doing here is they're reclaiming this name. It's like it's the band name. We're the sons of Korah. Ooh, kind of risky. But they're saying, hey, we understand that people have thought differently about God, and it hasn't always gone well for those who've been on the outside. But there's an experience of God here that sometimes only those on the outside have access to. That they can see God in some ways that some of us, the pastors, can't because they've met God in the wilderness they've heard God speak and so today we lean in and we listen to those who are writing literally from the margin and as you hear the sons of Korah sing there's this ebb and flow to it I don't know if you could pick it up as Anna was reading it. There's this ebb and flow where it starts with this confidence. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. And then things start, start to fall apart, right? So it starts with this sense of comfort. It says, we will not fear. Yeah. But then, right, right after that, there's a sense of crisis, right? The mountains, the earth gives way, the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, the waters roar and foam, the mountains quake. This is our life, right? There's comfort, and then there's a season of like, man, I'm so disoriented. What is going on? And then there's another ebb, and there's this line, 
There's a river whose streams make glad the city of God. This picture of peace. You can kind of see the sons of Korah like, yeah, I had some confidence. It got taken away. Life got crazy. Oh, but there is a moment of grace, right? But then it's back to the crisis. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. Sounds like what I read in the paper this morning, right? What you saw on your phone. This, this is their experience, but this is our experience too, this ebb and flow. But then it goes back. The God of Jacob is our fortress. A sense of confidence, protection. And then there's this, again, there's this line. There's, there's more crisis. This time you wonder what God's doing it. The God, uh, come and see what the Lord has done. The desolations that he has brought on the earth. Man, there's some crisis in that. And then the invitation, hold on. Hold on. Be still. Be still and know that I am God. This is a picture of our lives, and I, I think those of us who are honest about our lives can name the fact that there are some ebbs and flows. Right? Those of us who are, for example, in the recovery world, Right? We know that relapse is a part of recovery. So we take it one day at a time, even though yesterday was really hard. For those of us in relationships, we have friendships. Those don't always work perfectly. If you're in a romantic relationship, they're ups and they're downs. Child-rearing, it's the same thing. But specifically here, let's think for just a moment about our spiritual lives. What the sons of Korah are inviting us into is an honesty and directness about the reality that sometimes we can't find God. That nations are in uproar and kingdoms are falling and the mountains are shaking. And I don't know where I'm at. I believe each of us have had this experience. And each of us has had the experience of comfort. Or maybe that's why you're here today. Because your mountains are shaking. And you're welcome here. My hope is that even in this short hour, there might be some stillness. There might be a sense of you're being held. It's this invitation to... I, I think of it as, for us, to be a little bit more honest about when God has not answered our prayers. And then also for some of us, it means a little, being a little bit more honest about when God has answered our prayers. Some of us have gotten so comfortable in our sort of critique of the church and our deconstruction that we've shied away from actually naming the miracles God has done. And I just want to extend like, you just be you. The sons of Korah are here saying, just be you. I see you. You can name what's actually happening. 
in your heart. And in fact, this psalm, this song, is really an invitation to each of us to name. Here's where I am. Here's the verse I see myself in. Here's where I am on my spiritual journey today. And one of the, one of the many things I, I just love about this psalm is, um, did you notice there, there's all this imagination in the psalm? Uh, and I, I'll just use one of the, one of the lines, but um, when they write this, this line, um, there's a river whose streams make glad the city of God. Right? The, the city of God was Jerusalem, right? Um, and, you know, God is within her. God's going to protect her. She's awesome, right? Okay, good. But there is no river in Jerusalem. There's still no river in Jerusalem. So what are they talking about? They're, they're not lying. They're just making it up. They're using their imagination you can imagine that they're, they're inside Jerusalem and they're like, you know, maybe there's a war going on outside or whatever. And they have this moment of peace. They get away and they do some active imagining like, oh man, I can just, I'm going to do some breathing exercises. And I just see like, oh, it's like this river from God just flowing. Like you can use your imagination in your spiritual journey. That's okay. Right? You can actually think of some different practices for you that are helpful. And, and let your mind wander to those images of God's healing and care for you. You don't have to, um, like, like, this is a great psalm to memorize. And, and maybe some of you might want to do that, take a challenge uh, to like, you know, it's whatever, 15 verses or something. Um, but to memorize this and maybe say it each morning when you rise. The challenge with that is then it's like, oh, I've got to get each word right. When that's not what they're doing, they're being super imaginative. So sure, memorize it. That's a great thing to do. It's a good discipline. But then can you discipline your mind to be undisciplined, to, right? To, 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 to let that, let it out. What is God like? What is God like for you? The, the sons of Korah, those heretics, they're, they're inviting you, let, let it out a little bit. It's okay. There's a, another picture here that, again, the, uh, these, it, it's a team of folks who are writing this, which I love too. It's a, it's a communal prayer. It's not something an individual has done. And so you get to share these things with each other. Um, but uh, there's this line in verse 8 where it says, Come see what the Lord has done, the desolations he has brought on the earth. Now, you're the sons of Korah, and you're writing that line Everyone is going to think of when the earth opened up and swallowed your ancestor whole. 
like God's into desolation, right? You know, hellfire and brimstone. Let's really give it to them. But that's not where they go. They allow that, that sanctified imagination. They give it some rain. And listen, so come and see what the Lord has done. The desolations that he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. The sons of Korah are writing about a God who wages peace. Who destroys the equipment of war. Not a God who's warring against people. This is not hellfire and brimstone. Like, again, you see where, like, like, wow, what if God was actually like this? What if God was that good? But God's not up there pointing. But God says, I hate war. I love peace. I will wage peace. And I, as I was thinking about this, this image, what, what struck me is, Sometimes I think that God wants to wage war against all of our distractions, against all the things that make us anxious. And sometimes that is um, unnerving. Because the destruction of our distractions produces desolation. Sit in a dark room all by yourself without a screen for an hour, you will experience desolation, right? Like your mind will be like, what am I doing? All these thoughts will be, and I think that's the desolation that God wants to generously give us. Say, hey, take, take some time. I have a, a mentor and, um, who for 20 years has really challenged me to find times alone with God. And one of the things he's pointed out is uh, if you're going to have like a three hour kind of retreat of silence, like go someplace pretty, bring a journal, maybe write down some thoughts. He says, but if you're going to be still before God, expect that the first two hours, it'll just be your mind running until it sort of runs out. And maybe the third hour, you'll actually be at peace. I found that really actually encouraging because my experience was I'd done a couple of these before. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so much going on in my head. Like, this is terrible. I'm not praying. This is awful. I'm awful. We're all, God, you're awful. <laughs> right? I mean, this is, this is what, but it's like, no, that's normal. And what God is doing is God is waging peace against all your distractions. And it's... It's, uh, it's disorienting not to have your distractions. It's very disorienting. But it's a disorientation that God is inviting so that we can go on this journey. And so it comes to the, the highlight of, the, of this song is this line, Be still and know that I am God.
God is speaking in the midst of mountains crashing into the heart of the sea, nations raging, of the own internal disorientation we might feel. And God says, be still. Know that I'm God. You're not. I got this. It's one of, uh, so my wife Katie, you know, she, she works up on Skid Row in Los Angeles. And one of the sayings that all the staff know that she says all the time is, God is God and I am not. She says it, it's like this mantra that she says multiple times a day to help her remember that she can't fix it. It's not her job. And God is inviting us into, into quiet, into stillness, to rest, to remind us we're not God. That's not our job. And there's a, there's a peace that can come from that. There's a hope. And so we're going to just, I don't know, we're going to take a minute here um, and see if we can't find some peace. Uh, one theologian has put it this way, um, it's only when we slow down that we can catch up with God. So, um, uh, kind of a, a person that we really like around City Church, her name is Cole Arthur Riley. She's the um, writer of Black Liturgies. If you follow her on Instagram, she's amazing. Uh, daily prayers um, around reconnecting with God, but not denying the messiness of the world. But she's written uh, a very simple liturgy that we're going we're gonna to say together today, um, whether on Zoom or here in person. So... Um, it's a, it's a breath prayer, right? And so we're going to just do this for just a minute or two. So there, there are two breaths. So there's the inhale. And you say, be still, right? Just, just in your mind, to yourself. And you're going to exhale. Be saying, my soul. Right? So you're, you're talking to yourself. That, that, you see that? comes up all the time in scripture where they just talk to themselves like, all right, go, go back to God, God, oh my soul, why are you downcast within me, right? There's lots of internal conversations and this is a, this is a prayer practice. So our first breath is be still my soul. And then our second breath is there is beauty in the stillness. And then as we exhale, I am free to rest. So we're just going to take a couple of minutes. Uh, if you want to just stick on the first, great. If you want to move all the way to that second breath, that might be helpful. You can look, you can close your eyes. We're going to just take a minute or two and just be still as part of our practice of letting God be God. So we'll just take a minute here. There are going to be other noises. That's normal. It's fine. Um, but take a, take a, take a minute here and do some breath prayers. 
reminding that God is God and God is here. It's okay to rest.